0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. We're excited to be part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. We joined the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network uh, because we're on the same page. We want to serve the church in her mission of making disciples by providing and promoting podcasts that help grow believers and the local church.
1: I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna.
0: Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. That's a mouthful, that sentence. But you do it so well. Thank you, Derek. Now, we are thinking about the country, and importantly, I think Derek has been to Nashville a number of times, haven't you?
1: Just once. Just once. I'd like to go back. (laughs) I loved it. I'm not sure that's the country we're talking about, though, is it? okay. I know. We are talking about country evangelism today, uh, and
0: you have... You've clicked on the one thing. It's brought to you with thanks from the Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. You've pressed play on episode number 32, Country
1: Evangelism. Yeah, so Australia is one of the most urbanised countries in the world. 85, depending on where you take the stats from, 85 to 90% of people live in urban areas in Australia, so 25 million people. Uh, in Australia, what does that live, about two and a half, three million, something like that, people still in regional and rural areas who need Jesus, so huge amounts of people. And while we need to reach the cities with the gospel, and often church plane networks are probably uh, the people who speak most about the cities and probably need to broaden their horizon, this cannot be to the neglect of the 3 million people that mm. live in regional and rural areas. So if we're going to engage them well and wisely, then we need to understand how evangelism particularly differs um, for people who live in those areas even while we might feel like if you live in the city Australia is highly urbanized so does community work differently in the country does evangelism work differently do you connect with people differently um, how, how is the gospel uh, even though it is the same everywhere shines slightly differently on people in different places now,
0: Derek, you're from Brisbane, so you kind got understand a little bit about the country. Yes, it's pretty much the country, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but it is a good thing that we actually have Bruce Bennett here to help us out. Uh, Bruce is the Senior Pastor of Orange Evangelical Church, and he's a man with decades of experience spreading the gospel in country contexts. Bruce, welcome to the show.
2: Good to be here, mate.
0: <laughs> so, Bruce, uh, you are from the country. You've worked yep. in the country. You've ministered in the country. Yeah. Uh, Sam Chan talks about sort of existential cries, the longings of the heart, Uh, do you find they're different in the country to what you hear
2: from those who are in the city? Um, I'm not sure that they are that different at all really. Um, Yeah, The issues that that we face uh, are are all around hope, hope for families, hope for the future. Um, So I'm not sure that they're, they're that different but they exist in a different context. Can you flesh that out a bit more? What does it look
0: like for someone who uh, is looking for the best for their family in a a regional area versus someone in the city?
2: In Orange at the moment, we've got people moving to Orange because they think it's better for their family. So we've got this tree change thing happening. Mm. Uh, People everywhere from uh, Western Ingan, where I'm from, to Orange, which is kind of urban country, Mm. uh, relationships are in a mess, uh, people don't know how to do relationships uh, at every level. singles, married um, uh, that's that's a big one. Uh, hope for the future. Uh, what does the future hold? Um, therefore, what do I invest in where Where do I put my time, my money um, in the country? I'm not that sure that it's that much different than the city.
0: Perhaps one of the biggest differences would be you don't have access to support services. Uh, you don't have access to the things that you know we take for granted necessarily in in, this, in the city.
2: Yeah, well, well here's where um, this is one of the things you guys from the city have got to understand. <laughs> <laughs> don't make Bruce assumptions. Bringing, he's bringing his hands up. Yeah, getting me. excited. <laughs> so, so in Orange, basically, we've got every service going. If mm. if you can't get it in Orange, you're either too fussy, or you're in big trouble. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, the the net has really taken care of a lot of. I can't have it because I'm not in the yeah. city. Everyone can have anything, um, but if you go, you go to the from like Orange is about forty thousand people. You sort of drop down to the ten thousand people. Yep. Now you're starting to not get services. Yeah. Yeah. Now now you're thinking when my kids grow up they will leave home and they'll go to the coast. Um, then you go further at, and you're down to towns of 3,000 people mm. um, they're in uh, social decline, social trouble they see on TV they see on the net everything that everyone has somewhere else and they don't have it mm-hmm. um, so there's an envy uh, and there is a there's a an attitude that says where I live is no good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. if if when I can get out of here, I will. Yep. It can be a bit like that. Is um, that is that new? Is that a new, or is that always been around? Um, it's not not brand new. No, yeah. <laughs> that's not brand new. But but I, I do think that with communication people are far more in touch with what is available elsewhere mm. and yeah. and so there's a desire to to chase it. Yeah, so talking about farmers, there's a big spectrum there. There, there are farmers who are doing well, mm. uh, uh, making money. I mean, there's a drought in New South Wales at the moment that's making life pretty tough but they come and go. Uh, and then you have people who are kind of destitute mm. um, and I've had a bit of involvement with uh, Christian groups who go... Um, I think it's called outback care uh who actually go and and call in and share the gospel with people um so um there there's a there's a really broad spectrum mm. out there of of people in their circumstances it it has to do with whether you're on the land or not and then the size of the town you're in um yeah
1: you mentioned before that people are moving to Orange for a, for a tree change. Uh, they're yeah. looking for community or connection or a place to raise their kids. Is that right?
2: Yeah, so, so we've in our church, I don't know, I, I reckon we'd, we'd probably have easily 20 families mm. who over the last four or five years have moved to Orange because um, I, I think partly because they're Christian, They think life's not all about career, Mm. so they're happy to maybe take a a bit of a pay cut or changing career. They think I can sell a house in Sydney for however much, buy one have some change or or not owe a mortgage, Mm. never be more than five minutes from anywhere I've got to be, and that's going to improve um, home life, life. family Mm. life. Mm. So people are making that. uh, I was talking to a guy from Armidale today and he said, there's a little bit of that happening in Armidale now. That's a, a lot further from, um, in distance from, the capital city than we are. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah.
1: Are you finding that I, when I talk to guys who are in greenfields areas, people are planting there, people are moving into the greenfields, and there's an opportunity for, for the gospel. People are in a, a, a moment of it's not crisis but change of life, uh, change of uh, you know how things are working, and so there's an opportunity to speak to the gospel. Into their lives, and is that moment in the country in Orange in different places where people are moving in? You can take it
2: look. I, I we haven't really dug into that. Mm. Um, we we know about this because we've got Christians coming and they turn up mm. to church, yep, yep. And and I'm sure the same would be in the local Presby Baptist Church, Church of Christ Church as well, yeah, yep,
1: yep. <laughs> Good. Um, yep, as you as you think about evangelism, then as you think about how you um connect what are the what are the ways in which you have most effectively connected with people and seen people become Christians in
2: orange i suppose i've got two two lives different lives mm. so i used to be a farmer shearer you know um and i used to share the gospel in that context mm. uh but now i'm i'm a pastor uh leading a team and thinking about how to fuel evangelism in our church, um, I'm not sure which one you want to dig into. Um, yeah, I suppose then. Then, for a time, I was a pastor in a small country town, and thought about how to communicate the gospel there. Mm. Um, in my current context, yeah, um, <clears throat> we've moved away from event evangelism, and I think I think the way. Uh, to grow evangelism is by helping Christians see that that's part of the Christian life. Mm. And so a Christian ought to be a disciple-making disciple making um, disciple. A few years ago, we changed the mission statement of our churches, and it's simple Jesus gave it to us go and make disciples. That's mm. our mission statement. And so we've worked hard at giving people confidence in the gospel mm. through Bible teaching yeah. so that they believe it and they're confident of it, and then saying, talk about it. You know, let, let's let's mm. get on with it. And then we back that up with um, we've done Christian Explained, Christian Explored. We now do a life course followed by Christian Explored. And that's been fruitful. And so, mm. you know, when you've got a bunch of, you know, your people who go out and talk Jesus and live the Christian life and bring someone to church, chances are they'll bump into someone they know. Yep. They'll feel at home, and so when you invite them to a life co- life course, chances are they'll come, and they do. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I, I think you know Jesus told disciples to make disciples, not egghead ministers to make disciples. <laughs> so um, I think it's. Pretty clear, yeah. All right, Bruce, that's
1: good. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, do you still shear sheep? Right, just as a it's been a while. Yeah. The,
2: the, the last time I shear sheep, it was funny, I was at the Warrior Elder Show mm. and, uh, and I was standing there with the bloke who, who supplied the sheep for the shearing competition and yep. he looked at me and he said, you used to shear a bit, didn't you, Bruce? I said, yeah. He said, why don't you go in the competition? I said okay. <laughs> so so I went in the novice yep. uh, because I hadn't shorn for a fair while. I thought that was fair. Yeah. And it was just hilarious. All these cockies standing around thinking up funny things to say about a minister fleecing the sheep. You yeah. know, she, it was just <laughs> hilarious. So that's probably the last time I've shorn a sheep. How'd you go? Uh, I came second in the novice, so I wasn't going too bad. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you uh, shore a sheep? Scott?
0: I think I was uh, eight, actually, uh, in really? Goulburn. Yeah, we went on a farm stay. Yeah, okay. And uh, we did a whole bunch of stuff. There you go. You weren't expecting that. Answer, oh, were I wasn't.
1: You? <laughs> I stand corrected.
0: Yeah, we did, we did a farm stay and had a great time. Oh, yeah.
1: you're a man of mystery. <laughs> All right. What's in your toolbox today, Scott?
0: Well, the toolbox <laughs> is really hard. I was, I was chatting with, uh, with Bruce about this. There are actually not a lot of resources on regional country ministry, there's no go to book. And, and it's a real problem. I,
2: I guess it is. Um, yeah. I uh, Don't look at me like that, Scott. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm not going to write a book about it. I'm mate. not going to write a book either. <laughs>
0: uh, but, yeah, I'm struggling to find things online. Uh, there are a number of resources that we're going to put in the show notes. Uh, we've got a, a webinar with uh, Bruce Bennett and, uh, and Ross uh, Petherbridge yep. uh, on evangelism in the country. Richard Wilson, uh, who was a minister out at, uh, at Wagga Wagga, uh, for uh, for a time has also got some really helpful insights. I think into into country ministry. He's now ministering on in a new growth area on the edge of Melbourne. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of books. There's not even you know. I was trying to think of what's the quintessential you know novel for for understanding country life. Um, we, we don't even you know. <laughs> Bruce and I are not readers, so we both. Oh, I'm, I'm a oh, reader. Oh, you are a reader. No, okay. there, there's
2: just there's nothing I can think of. Yeah. Um, that. Um, yeah. Captures, you know, captures the the life on the country.
0: Um, so we'll we'll do our best to put some things in the show notes. And uh, Bruce, you've got a task. You've got a task. Okay, <laughs> to write a book. <laughs> now, time to get back to Bruce. Uh, we've been talking about country evangelism, and I'm keen to ask, uh, keen to ask Bruce. So we're seeing a number of challenges in the country at the moment. Drought. We're also seeing the government moving towards encouraging those who migrate uh, there to spend up to five years in the country when they first arrive. Um, so you got migrant populations um, you know, coming in. I was chatting to um a recent migrant who uh you know, who'd grown up in a church context back in Africa. He was a doctor, there was no local church in the community. They were they were, you know, uh you know, the internet was, was their pastor. Yep. And they were gathering around in a in a home and uh and, and hearing from John Piper and, you know, and other yeah, such right. country speakers right. Right, <laughs> of yeah. note. Now, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you seeing opportunities, you know, in the midst of this change? Are you seeing opportunities for gospel, you know, good
2: gospel ministry? We haven't seen much of that in Orange. Mm. Uh, there's a, a group of people from the Sedan. they're mostly Ro- mostly Roman Catholics, mm-hmm. and so they've gone gone straight there. So we haven't seen much of that. We're seeing the tree change thing, yep. Because you know we're we're only you know what 250 k from from Sydney, and we're Um, reaping the benefits of that, Mm. thinking about that. Um, One of the the things, uh,
0: I'm a rugby league fan, Latrell Mitchell, uh, great New South Wales centre, went off in the uh, State of Origin, Derek, uh, which we won this year, uh, played really well. Uh, He's he's a Roosters player, but he's from Taree. And he made the quote, you only ever leave Taree either if you go to jail or if you play football. Uh, How do you deal with evangelism in a place where there are a significant amount of the population who have been there and will be there? For a long period of time in the city, the average, you know, on average, people move every seven years. But in the in a country town, you know, again, you can push back on my on my city slickerism, where you know people know each other, um, they're known in the community. How do
2: you you had to get around that? Look, um, you've got to have everyday people understanding and speaking the gospel. Mm. Um, I, I had a simple way of telling the gospel that involved heaven and hell, and Isaiah fifty three six. It's a great verse. There'll be a lot of people who say that they never, you know, they're good people, mm-hmm. but no one ever disagrees with Isaiah fifty three six. All mm-hmm. we like sheep have gone astray. They were, like, yep, that's me. Um, um, yeah, we've just we've just got to be growing Christians who speak the gospel clearly to their neighbours and friends and have it shape their life and people see it. Mm. Um, and there'll be opportunities, uh, there'll be that conversation that
0: can be had over yep. the course of a crisis or the next drought. It was helpful for you to say, there'll be droughts, there'll
1: be other droughts. Yep,
2: yeah, that's right. Uh, yep.
1: we've, got to, we've got to wrap. Can I just ask one quick last question? One of the challenges one of my friends says in going to the country is that Often we feel like when you go to uh, work in the country, people just think you're just there for as a stepping stone to head back to the city. Like this is ministers to, you're talking about. Yeah, that. ministers particularly yeah. are not going to live there. Um, but there is a huge gospel need
2: yeah, in there the is. country. And
1: so what do you say to people thinking about country ministry?
2: Um, I say to people who are from the country to think about going back to the country. And we who live in the country have got to think about training people from the country, in the country, for the country. We've too long uh, just depended on the old traditional denominational structures to produce people who come to be our pastors and we've got to change the game and I'm thinking a lot about that.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yep.
0: Time to get uh, the one thing. That brings us to the end of the show. So, Bruce, what's the one thing people should be taking away when it comes to country evangelism?
2: Uh, that every Christian uh, needs to be a disciple of Jesus who knows that it's his task to make disciples. Mm. Every pastor's got to train them up and every Christian's got to take that on Mm. and you'll see people one for Christ.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Uh, Bruce has been very generous uh, often with me, just sending names. Go have a chat with Bruce. One of the one of the key resources is actually country pastors. So if you're thinking about country ministry, can I encourage you to actually, you know, get on the phone with a, a country pastor and, and and spend some time having a, having a cup of tea, uh, take the long drive or uh, the long plane trip out to the country and and uh, and yep. have a chat. Mm-hmm. If you've liked what you've heard today, uh, we'd love it if you take a moment to rate the show on iTunes. I think Derek is writing these scripts again. You could say something like Derek is a genius. Uh, just go to uh,
1: uh, <laughs> I didn't write that script but I do endorse it I didn't well uh, alright thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing Next Week, part of the show Bruce it's great to have you great here. to be here thank you alright coming up in our next episode it's time to celebrate uh, the big wins in ministry the conversions the new openings the growth and the good times but what do you do with the, uh, with the big losses as well
0: in next episode we're going to talk to Dave McDonald about dealing with disappointment and it's coming to all of us How will you handle it? Wow, that is a really (laughs) listen in, (laughs) listen in. (laughs) I'll listen Uh, to that one. I'm I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Anna. Chat soon.